0: We are in a series at the moment, um, which we called Encounters with Jesus, uh, really looking in the Gospels at different individuals who encountered Jesus and what happened when they met him on the basis that the very greatest need that each one of us has is to meet with Jesus, isn't it? Is to connect with him, is to relate to him, is to be with him, is to have that real ongoing encounter and doing life with Jesus Christ. The amazing truth is that as we've been singing, it all begins with you, it all ends with you. He was there at the beginning, he's there at the end, he flung stars into space, but the amazing truth and what we've just celebrated through communion is that in spite of that incredible truth, we get to be in relationship with him. We get to relate to him. We get to do life with him. We get to come to him with our fears and our worries and our excitements. And we get to have him in our homes and in our families. And when we're in crisis, we get to be with him and to pour out our hearts to him, knowing that he loves us, that he cares for us, and actually that he can do anything. He's sovereign. He's in control. This is the amazing truth, and it's so easy to get familiar with that truth, isn't it? That the one who is before all things and after all things is the one who wants to be with us in life today, this moment, in the very thing that we're carrying or struggling with or weary of right now. Amen? And what we see again and again in the Gospels is people just being amazed, being bowled over by the simplicity of being with Jesus. And so often we make it about so many other things and we make it so complicated. And we put all these things, uh, we put all this structure around it and all these rules that we give ourselves and expectations. But actually, fundamentally, Christianity is about being with Jesus. It's about walking with Jesus. It's about doing a life with Jesus. It's about understanding that actually all of us have this deep longing within us, this deep need that sometimes we recognize it more than others. But actually, at the heart of us is a need to be with Jesus. That, that is the bottom line. And I want to read to you this morning the story of Zacchaeus. It's very simple. It's quite short. But it's such a great encounter that I think uh, has stuff for us this morning. So here we go. This is um, Luke 19. He entered Jericho and was passing through. That is Jesus, by the way. So Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. This is not a sermon just for small people, by the way. Uh, On the way in this morning, Mark said to me, oh, is this you're going to preach to the small people? That that was obviously the first thing that came to mind with Zacchaeus. That's, that's, That's not the case. Mark thinks he's average height. I've told him he's small. He's the same height as me. We're small, I think, these days, to be fair. Anyway, it's not, that was irrelevant. (laughs) So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled, He's gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost." Very simple story. Zacchaeus was not a popular guy. He was a tax collector. He worked on behalf of the Romans. So he worked as an op- as on behalf of the occupiers, ta- collecting taxes for the Romans. He was not popular. He was despised. He was looked down on. Effectively, he was a collaborator. Amongst the Jewish people, he, he was working for the opposition. He was working for the enemy, if you like. He was collecting money on their behalf. Not only that, but he was actually a chief tax collector. And he was very rich. He made a lot of money out of collaborating with the occupiers. That was good business for him. And he was despised. He was looked down on. The people of Israel, God's people, had no time for him. But Jesus has time for him. And Jesus sees him. And... Just this morning, as we respond to Jesus and as we come before him and invite him to come deeper into our, our lives and encounter us in right where we are today, I just feel like there's a few little keys that I want to speak to us this morning from the story of Zacchaeus in terms of how do we seek after Jesus. Because that is the longing deep within us. That is the need that we have. Recognize it or not. And often it gets covered by all sorts of other things, especially in our culture. But that is our deepest need, is to be with Jesus, to have him in our lives, to have him at the centre. And there's just a few keys as we respond this morning, I believe. And the first one is this, that I think applies to us, is that like Zacchaeus, we need to shake off the crowd, you know, he was stopped from coming to Jesus by the crowd. I don't think it was just because he was short and he couldn't see over. I think they hated him and they didn't want him to get to Jesus. There was something going on and they didn't want him in on it. And you know, we, so often we're, part, we're in a crowd and we need to shake off the crowd to get to Jesus. And for some of us, It's because we're around the things of God in church, and we're around the people of God, but we're not actually with Jesus. You can do life and be around the people of Jesus very easily without actually relating very much to Jesus at all. You can be in the crowd, but not be with Jesus. And there may be some of us in that position this morning, but my message to you this morning is, it's time to shake off the crowd and come to Jesus. And there's others of us who we have the mentality of the crowd. You know, the crowd is not a nice place to be, actually. But it's it's an easy place to be because you can disappear into it. And you just go along with the flow of it and you adopt its attitudes. But actually, often its attitudes are not that good and not that nice. Look at the way they looked at Zacchaeus. And, you know, often I think just out of apathy or we can't be bothered, we, we slot into that. And I believe in this moment in what God's doing, there's a moment, again, to shake off the crowd in that way and to shake off attitudes that everybody else has to others, to look at individuals in the way that not the crowd looks at them, but to see them in the way that Jesus does, not to go with the easy flow of how everybody else behaves or what people around us are doing, but say, no, it's time actually in the things of God to shake off the crowd and go after Jesus. There's some other of us actually who are being put off by the crowd because actually often the crowd that we're in is a crowd of God's people and it's not always that pretty. And some of us have been hurt by by people of God. Some of us have been hurt by churches. And there's been mess amongst the crowd that is God's people actually. But it's time to shake that off because actually being with Jesus is different from that. Jesus is not the same as his people. We see that with Zacchaeus. The people of God, so-called, didn't want anything to do with Zacchaeus, but Jesus said, I want to be with you. And actually, we, some of us need to put behind things that have happened to us from other Christians or churches and say, no, actually, that's different. I, I, I put that aside. I'm going to be with Jesus. So it's time to shake off the crowd. The next thing I, I just want to put as a key to us is that for some of us, it's time, it's time to climb a tree, Right? trees are places where you become a child again they're places where you leave behind your dignity maybe yeah adults don't generally climb trees do they they just don't i mean one or two might but you know if my kids are anything to go by and they you know they're getting big now but they still love climbing trees Often, still these days, I can show you pictures on the phone. Often you go on a walk. No, don't shake your head because that's you do. I know you do <laughs> not so long ago. They'll all be up a tree if we're on a walk. It's some, it's just there's something about climbing a tree, but it's not that dignified. There's a story in our house that goes that is has become one of those legends. We went to, um, you know, those stories you have them in your family, don't you? We went to. My parents' house, Easter Sunday, lockdown last year. Uh, I was asked to just help with chopping a bit of a tree that was too high for my parents. You know, nice shirt, Easter Sunday lunch. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. I can just do that. Went over there, hopped up the ladder. I got this. I don't need any help. What an undignified mess I made of that. The ladder went out from under my feet. I ended up kind of hanging in this tree... Uh, they were kind of, they didn't know whether to be worried or whether to laugh, <laughs> since they've always laughed and remembered it. But you know, t- climbing trees is not associated with dignity, right? It's putting that down. It's saying, actually, there's something childlike. And, and, the, and the, the message of Jesus is, I want you to come to me like a child, isn't it? I, I want, and this is a big deal for us, because we, we find it hard to get over ourselves. We find it hard to get over our pride, Our pride gets in the way of lots of things because we're very worried about how it might look or whether it fits in or whether it's the acceptable way of behaving. But Jesus says, if you want to come to me, some of those things need to go by the wayside. I want you to climb a tree today. Amen? Spiritually, I want you to step out. I want you to do something that might be undignified and you don't know how it's going to go. And you might end up with egg on your face. But you want to be with Jesus, and so you do it. On Thursday night, we were in a gathering with churches across the town, um, coming together for Thy Kingdom Come to launch this 10 Days of Prayer together. Um, And one of the things that we are doing all through the 10 Days of Prayer, and, and I encourage you, please get involved. There's lots of Zooms, lots of prayer spaces over the coming days that you can get involved with. It's so good to do that and stand together as God's people across this town but on Thursday evening, one of the things that we're doing is we're writing down five names of people who don't yet know Jesus that we want to pray for and we want to see them come to Jesus. And we did that at this gathering on, on Thursday night. And then the guy who was leading us, who was um, Matt, who leads church in Highworth, and he said, I'm right, you've written down your five people that you're praying for. And now what I want you to do is I want you to text one of them and say, my church is having 10 days of prayer. How can I be praying for you? And there was this kind of like, ooh, moment in the room. But then different ones, I didn't do it at the time, just to confess. But I did do it afterwards. I'm like, I felt like God spoke to me about the person. And it was a bit of a, it was a kind of climb a tree moment. I didn't know how it was going to go. It, it could have gone, you know, I, we'll see in the days ahead how some of those stories work out. But, you know, these are days to connect with Jesus And to connect with the people he wants us to connect with where we need to climb a tree. And take a risk. And be childlike. Amen? And the next thing is that I think Jesus wants... You know, I don't know how, even this morning, some of you may have felt uncomfortable about moving the chairs. Oh, dear, what's going to be, you know, what's coming? What what am I going to be expected to do? What... You don't know where I am. I'm, I'm, but the, the great thing about Jesus and from this story is that each one of us, no matter where we are, look at Zacchaeus. No matter what we're carrying, no matter what we've done, no matter what we're feeling right now or the thing that we're living with, Jesus sees us. Zacchaeus, he was... He didn't know that he'd been seen. He was he was busy having a look. He was he was absolutely intrigued by this Jesus. Wanted to know more. Wanted to see him. But what Jesus did was immediately when he was at that tree, looked round, saw him. Jesus, Zacchaeus, I see you. Oh, I'm coming to your house. And I want to say to you this morning, whatever your and. Uh, Louise, what a great word that you brought this morning about restoration and what God wants to do with us in these days after all that we've gone through. And lots of people have gone through all sorts of different things over this last two years. And part of it's about God shaking us. But you know what Jesus wants to say to each of us is, I see you. I see you. I see where you've been. I see the thing that you're going through. I know sometimes it feels like that isn't the case. And sometimes we're grappling after Jesus and going after Him, and we think, you know, I don't know, I'm do, I think I'm doing the right thing, but I don't feel anything. I often hear people say that. But you know, the truth of the gospel is, look, He's He He's always working. By the way, there's a song that we sang on Thursday night, which has lived with me ever since. That song that goes, He's always. How does it go? He's even when I don't see it, You're working. You're always working, and His purposes are bigger than ours. But I want you to know this morning that. Jesus sees you right now, where you are now. The thing that you're feeling now, he sees. He sees that. He sees that. And one of the keys, I think, for this morning is to know and to enjoy knowing that we've been seen by him. And he does, as Louis said, he does want to restore and to heal. And it's not about responding in a way that is churchy or what everybody else is doing. It's about shaking off the crowd. It's about climbing that metaphorical tree. But it's knowing that we're seen and Jesus wants to be with us. He wants to come to our house. And then there's a final group um, or a final response, I guess. And you know, Jesus says, I want to come home with you. I'm coming home with you. Home is is right at the heart of our being, right? Right? I'm coming to eat with you. This wasn't just popping in for a cup of tea. This was, I'm coming to stay with you. I'm coming to be in your home, right at the heart of who you are. And what I love about Zacchaeus' response is that he doesn't do the expected thing. right? He doesn't do the appropriate response. He doesn't do the religious response. Religiously, in terms of money, which is the thing that he was challenged on, that money was the thing that was at the heart of his That was the idol, if you like, in his life. That was the big thing at the heart of his life that God wanted to get hold of and replace. And the way Zacchaeus responds is not in the religious way, which was to give away 10%. He says, I'll give away half. It's a heart response. It's not a religious response. And those that I've defrauded, I'll pay back four times over. The law, if you look in Numbers 5, it says you give back back what you've defrauded plus 20%. Zacchaeus says, no, four times over. This is a this is massively not religious response. This is Zacchaeus saying, come right into the heart of my life and it changes everything. And the place that I've, where I've been on the throne and I've had other things on the throne, Jesus, you're coming right in and I'm, I'm, I'm extravagantly responding to you. It's not the thing that everybody else does in response. It's not the thing that we think we're expected to do in response it's the heart response that says, Jesus, I, I, I get that you've seen me and I invite you right into the heart of who I am. And, you know, in this season, I, it's a, it isn't about doing church well. It isn't about doing the trappings well. This is, it, it's a season, it's about being with Jesus. It's about learning to walk with him and shaking off the crowd, getting the things out the way, climbing the tree where we need to do that. Knowing that we've been seen, that we are seen by him. And examining our hearts and saying, well, Jesus, what, what does it mean for you to come right into the heart? What are you, what are you pointing out to me today where, you, where I, I, I want to become and take that first place today? Amen? I'd love us to respond. So let's, guys, could you serve us again? Thank you. Um, so look, there's space. So look, whatever it is, where, what, however you feel like God's speaking to you at this moment, Jesus wants to be with us. He wants to go deeper with us. He wants us to walk with him in more of life, into, right into the heart of who we are. Because there's amazing things that he wants to do in these days, for sure. As we pray together all across this town, you know the senses. is, yeah, God wants to move. Um, but he needs, he needs our hearts. He wants our hearts. He wants, to, so he wants to be with us and walk with us. What, whatever it is, what, there might be things that you're carrying. There might be things that you're challenged on. There might be places where you know you need to shake off the crowd or something where you need to step out and climb the tree in that sense. But whatever it is, let's just clear these chairs again. Let's come, respond in whatever way you're, you're needed to respond. But it's about you and Jesus this morning. And it's about each of us responding to him. Amen. Being seen, know that we're seen. The things that you're carrying, let's bring them to him this morning. Let's go after him. i love just to invite you just to come. If you know that Jesus is talking to you, in whatever way this morning, let's come and let's fill this space. Let's come and be before him. You might want to kneel. You might want to lift your arms. Let's resp- As he's speaking to us and challenging us on things, or if you know that you need a touch of him this morning, that you need his healing, that you need to bring the thing that you're carrying before him, let us respond this morning.